Hello, and welcome to the Geekiest Podcast, where we sit around and talk to our friends about all things geeky, all the while giving each other geek points to determine who is the geekiest. Welcome to the Geekiest. This is Joe, and much like Eberron, I'm rising from the last war. <laughs> and this is Kayla, and I am back into cartoons about Harley Quinn. Hi, I'm Ducky, and, uh, well, I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> Hi, Ducky. Hello. So, uh, in the guest seat today, we have Ducky, a uh, close friend of the family, and, uh... Big shock, he's another sword fighter. <laughs> Sword fighter, medieval reenactor, stage combat extraordinaire, and and overall geek. Um, yeah, I guess overall. I mean, you know, I I dabble in a lot of things. I I think mainly I would I would preface myself as a uh, master of many things, or perhaps none. <laughs> I, I would I would definitely call you a ducky of all trades. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I try to get my ducks in an order. Uh, my, Let me know when you figure that one out because I haven't yeah. I haven't figured that out yet. Mine are like squirrels at a rave. Well, you you, you got to number them first. Oh, is that the trick? That's mm. the trick. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, as soon as I catch them, mm. there you go. <laughs> There's your other problem. So, uh, as is our tradition, uh, we got a guest in the seat, so we demand an origin story. Give us your origin story. Origin story. Uh, How did it all begin? Well, let's see. Uh, I'm a Gen Xer, so it's going to be, you know, really far. It's okay. So are we. Yep. Far, far away. In a, another galaxy, perhaps. Ah. You know, uh, a time in which um, there was no such thing as Star Wars. You know, be yeah. afraid. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, there were a lot of really cool things in the 70s, but, uh, you know, after Star Wars, it was just just over. You know, I mean, <laughs> it just obliterated everything. I mean, you know, people were, like, playing with, uh, you know, a lot of really cool stuff, like uh, Micronauts and all this kind of stuff. And, and then all of a sudden, it's like, these? No, no I... <laughs> I'm not playing with those. I, I got these new Star Wars things. So you started your journey into geekdom before Star Wars. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, when um, I was waiting for... Uh, when I was waiting for the school bus, my mom, because she was an RN, she would work at, like, you know, like, 6 in the morning. So she would go in somewhere in between, like, 5 or 4.30. And so, you know... Um, you don't want a little kid just to like make sure they get themselves up and get ready and all that kind of stuff. She basically made sure I got up, so I got up at crack it on, and then um, I actually, uh, me and her walked down to there's this really nice lady who would allow me to basically sit in her like uh, Florida room until the bus came, and I could watch TV as long as it was on low, 
And so I watched all the morning cartoons, you know, Spider-Man. Uh, it's really the only one I can think of right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, a uh, couple, you know, couple of like speed racer that kind of thing uh-huh. so you know i i was i was already kind of hooked you know being a kid you know it's kind of the focus group yep you know in fact i still have my old uh star log which is really funny because a couple of years ago I, I looked at it and i'm like these are all the things that are popular right now you know it had like superman on it and it had uh star wars and it had um uh what was the other thing uh I forgot. It was Stop. important. <laughs> and and Spider Man. Mm-hmm. The the old Spider Man with the really curly hair. Mm. You know, the the whole Yeah. I remember I, I vaguely remember that series. The, the it was a uh, was it on CBS I think? Uh yeah, I think so. Uh what was neat it was you know, there were movies and it was like mm-hmm. nightly movie kind of thing and I mean some of the special effects were cheesy. I mean <laughs> woo, but yeah. yeah. But they, they were a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I ended up, you know, because I dabble in the computers, um, I end up finding pretty much all that kind of stuff. So I actually have it so I can watch it whenever I want. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. I'm going to give a geek point for that. Actually tracking down your childhood cartoons. Mm-hmm. That's That's amazing. You know, and, you know, kids have it so easy now. Everything's streaming. You can just... You know, go to whatever station, you know, whatever mm-hmm. channel. It's not even stations anymore. What are they, channels? Just go, I'm, I'm just going to go to the app for it. I'm just going to go to the app. Yeah, yeah. So just pull up the app and find it, and there it is. We have the Disney XD app. We had to sit in front of the oh, TV yeah. with our finger on the record button. Right. <laughs> my, my first recorder had a wire that went to... It, it, it did have, you know, it wasn't wireless. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I... I I remember we had we had the old VCR that had like where it popped up the top. Yeah, the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we got the one that was a like front loader that had the remote that was a wire to the back, mm-hmm. and and I think there was like three buttons on it, four buttons maybe, mm-hmm. and it was it was yeah it was kind of tell kids about that today. It's like no no the TV back. I had to get up and change the channel, right? Not you know push the remote. Yeah, I actually know how to program it to stop blinking twelve. That my mom, my mom for, for for you know being of an older generation, my mom was the one that everybody went around and got to uh, set their VCRs uh, clocks. Nice. Also the microwave clock. Oh that yeah, my yeah. Dad. That's important. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. And we didn't. I didn't even have a microwave till till much later on. My mother thought they were terrible. Yeah. You know, we didn't. I don't think we had a microwave till probably the mid '80s. Yeah, we were. I want to say we we're early '80s, and the microwave was like the size of you know half the kitchen. It felt <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. And and it had you know there wasn't buttons. It was a dial. Mm-hmm. And you dialed how you put on how many minutes you wanted. And wow, did did you have the one that that pushed or the one that you pulled out? You pulled out. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you started with morning cartoons. Uh huh. Yeah. And then where did it go from there? Uh, hmm. well, let's see. From there, uh, honestly, I I kind of stuck with morning cartoons for quite some time. I mean, that was that was the thing. Um, I I think the first time I really got, like, you know, as opposed to, you know, this is a thing and it's in my life, to, wow, this is geeky and this is cool, is uh, there was a um, 
convention in um, in Dallas um, back in like eighty eight. Okay. And I mean, it was just like I, I walked in there. It was like a science convention. You know, I mean, it was it was totally cool, and you had like all these. Uh, you know, names. Uh, Leonard Nimoy was actually there. Oh, wow. And that was pretty cool. Cool. And it was like, uh, of course, there were a lot of other names there, but I was like, who are these guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a ensign from episode 13. Wow. <laughs> you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like from there, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, uh, can I get more? And uh, unfortunately, the market wasn't really there for it yet. I mean, and it, it's kind of a good thing, kind of a bad thing where, you know, at the time, you know, okay, you go to a comic stop and, you know, you'd buy your comics and you do whatever. And um, nobody really saw money in it until like the early 90s. Yeah. And then, you know, then all of a sudden you get all these like pop-ups that just, you know, just everywhere. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's like comic convention, comic right. convention, comic convention. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, um, of course, unfortunately, you end up with that whole, oh, these these are really expensive. I bet if I collect them, and then you got all these, like, guys in suits and ties, yeah. like, literally, like, jumping into your local comic store. And you're, like, you know, you're at, uh, uh, like, past, present, and future, or, like, you know, what have you. And all of a sudden, they just, like, descend, you know, like birds, you know. <laughs> With Armani suits, they're like, yeah. "I'll take that one and that one." Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, I, I mentioned, I think I mentioned before on the show, like I got into comics back when, like, I went into the Seven Eleven and bought them off of Spinner Rack. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, you know, it wasn't. I think there was a there was a comic book shop, um, like down on Miramar Parkway by like a, near where my brother went to middle school, and like we'd go in there and like that di- the, the the dime bin that they had like i got a bunch of really good comics out there but because people didn't as i've gone on record my favorite comic growing up was all-star squadron yeah um and nobody so like i got number one and number three out of the dime box um but yeah i remember like that late 80s early 90s into the mid 90s when like the the hologram and the multiple variant covers and and yeah it did start a uh a, a bubble if you will with that and uh i know i've heard you know f- heard folks in the industry talk about it that like that bub that that whole like we're gonna get the suit investor into it eventually led to like both companies both big companies almost going out of business because yeah, yeah. when people realized they're printing a lot of these variant covers, and even though this one's a silver hologram, blah blah blah. No one, you know, the, the price support really, you know, the the underlying value wasn't really there, and and yeah. then they almost, you know, and that's how you end up with you know weird companies having distribution rights for you know the the various properties over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, you know, there was a lot of stuff uh, that happened at that time. It was kind of. It was one of those things like, you know, uh, a lot of creatives, you know, they could they could smell it. You mm-hmm. know, it was like, oh, it's going down. And, um, you know, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's kind of good because without that, I don't think Image would have really gotten off I the was, ground. That was just what I was thinking is, yeah, with, without, w- without that 
greed at the the with the big two, you, you wouldn't get image. You and you wouldn't yeah. have gotten Dark Horse as as far yeah. as it went either. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, Dark Horse did a tremendous job, and um, what one of the things I really love about them is, and they they kind of got into my my secondary love of uh, anime and, and manga because um, they started bringing stuff over because they're like, people want stuff. Where are we going to get it? Mm-hmm. You know, and so from there, you know, they were able to jump on board some really good titles that are just, I mean, they're, they're classics now, you know, like Ah oh My Goddess and um, Lone Wolf and Cub, mm-hmm. you know. In fact, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was weird because Lone Wolf and Cub uh, came in the little tiny ones, you know. Um, I don't know who it was um, that started it, but uh, originally when they came out, you know, they, they didn't know what size to put them in because the Japanese readers have a certain size that they're used to. And the American audience is still like, ooh, comics, got to be big. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, you know, you'll end up with these massive books and it's like this. This is great. And then you know they like started condensing them down a little bit. Uh, I remember I uh, when I was in high school, uh, I gotten a friend of mine had gotten me into Spawn, and we went down to the local like comic shop. It was an odd comic shop because it was in Dallas, and it was across the street from the Hard Rock, and it was like on this like cobblestone road, and uh, this place was. I guess it was kind of Shay Geek, you know, like I had bought um, the supposed script to the first X-Men film. Okay. You know, I was like, 10 bucks? Yeah, let's see see what's going to (laughs) happen. You know, and it obviously didn't, I I think the one I bought would have been a way better start, (laughs) you know, because they they did the whole Kitty Pride, you know, thing. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it it was interesting because I... I started getting into it uh, from there, like uh, Biz Comics uh, started coming out with stuff. What was kind of funny, at least I find now, or it's a little sad when you really think about it. So, so Biz basically said, okay, we got these people who want comics from Japan, and we're going to sell them to them. But what we're going to do is we're going to take all the, you know, like the, the little books that they have, we're going to blow them up and we're going to make them like a comic. And instead of like being a full-size book, because we'd have to charge like, you know, 30 bucks or something like that, we're going to make them individual, like just every chapter is going to be a comic. Mm-hmm. So we're going to string that baby on for like a whole 12 months. And even though it's in black and white, we're going to charge them like 250 okay. You know? So I got all these books. In fact, I've got almost the entire collection of Ranma in uh oh wow yeah cool <laughs> you know and it's like because that was the first one I, I got into and um you know from there I, I got into more of Rumik's work because uh she's really good in fact she's the first person to do uh um the uh uh first person to make a uh a harem comic you know, like, is that like a genre? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I am not as as up on anime as I should be. Yeah. There, so um, basically, you've got like um, different genres. You know, action, suspense. Uh, in Japan, they have basically like boy friendly, girl friendly, 
and Rumik, uh, she used to do this one called Obnoxious Aliens, which for the life of me, I can't actually say the Japanese name, but it translates to Obnoxious Aliens, <laughs> uh, which has this character called Lum in it. And um, it also has this boy named Arturo. And that poor man is just cursed. Uh, he's, but in the good way, uh, he's also a horrible person. So you don't mind watching bad things happen to him. Okay. You know? And um, in fact, you kind of start feeling like worse off for a lum, really. And um, so she uh, she created this harem anime by just, you know, at, at first you, know, you start off with these two characters and then it just kind of grows. And every time he would do something or somebody would do something to him, he would end up with a new girlfriend quite by accident. Okay. And it just... It was a, a constant state of I'm running away and these girls keep chasing me and I keep falling into other girls. Okay. So, yeah. And uh, that that eventually got into more of a, you know, like, like what it is now, which is a little weird. It, it you know. That's, I mean, that's a good description of a lot of anime I've seen. Yeah. It's just a little weird. But, I mean, you know, by our standards, I guess. Well, before we get too far in, I'm going to throw a ducky at Geek Point there for that uh, that, that bit of a history lesson. Yeah, um, okay. for sure. Yeah. I, I remember the first time I ran across the, the, the smaller book anime comics. And, mm-hmm. and the other thing that, for, for a Western reader, not realizing Japanese is written uh, top to bottom mm-hmm. and right to left. Yeah. The books are backwards to our, our our view so it's like i picked up the book a regular you know the regular way that us in the western world would would hold the book you open up and it's like the end yeah no this is okay <laughs> this this is not the front cover this is a okay okay so you you got it before they started putting the hey stupid this is the end of the book yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember going in and seeing like the kids, and I was like watching them read the. I was like, "They're just, are they reading the books backwards? What's <laughs> what's going on there?" But, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. But yeah. uh, that it was like I remember I saw that, and then having taken Japanese for a year in high school, it was like, "Oh yeah, right, top to bottom, right to left." Yep, yep, yep. That's. So, so what started you on the anime path? You you went from Saturday or, or uh, morning cartoons. Yeah, yeah. And we jumped to anime in the 80s. So how did you, who introduced you to anime? How'd you get there? Uh, you know, honestly, you, you can thank uh, Harmony Gold for that. I mean, they're just, uh, they're the guys who, who brought Robotech over to uh, america i was gonna okay. say it's it's gonna yeah. be robotech macross yeah that's yeah, definitely <laughs> okay and you know i mean I, I i remember i was really upset uh one one time the um tv station actually changed the time frame so i had to get up earlier and i was like oh oh, no. oh well uh but then they changed it back later but they changed it back a little bit too far and so i ended up like missing a couple episodes and then like sometimes i missed a couple of schools, you know, <laughs> just happens, you know, priorities. Yeah. Well, you know, we didn't, we didn't have uh programmable VCRs yet. And it was one of those things. It's like, well, I got to find out what happens to mid mid May. You know, I mean, it, it, if I, if I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, uh-huh. my life will end. Yeah. You know, all the, all the drama of a junior high student. 
Okay. <laughs> so, 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 <clears throat> cartoons begat cartoons begat cartoons begat anime. Right. <laughs> well, you know, when you look at it, you know, like, oh, there's a lot of anime that, you know, you don't realize is anime until you realize it's anime. Like, okay. uh, Voltron. Voltron. Uh, That's true. I didn't realize for a long time that Voltron was anime. Yeah. It was just Voltron. Yeah. Uh, Speed Racer. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Menzinger, which was like, uh, as a kid, I, I really liked because I ended up getting like a little, like, when I say little, I mean it's about the same size as me, robot. Aww. You know, plastic, had the arm that would like launch out. I think I may have. Uh, yeah. I think I may have had that one. Yeah. And you could put, uh, you know, he had like little spots for mm-hmm. for um, missiles, and he just like push them into his chest, and they fire out. Man, you know, back when they separated toys by boys and girls, <laughs> boys had so many more cool toys. If I I didn't even like, because I was an only child and a girl, mm-hmm. I missed a lot of those things. Yeah. And now I look back and I see those things, and I'm like, that would have been so much more fun than my Marie Osmond doll. <laughs> well, she is a little bit country. <laughs> nice. All right, that's that's like a weird geek point, but I'm still gonna give it to you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's such like interesting, cool toys and stuff, and of course, toys lead to everything else. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, they do. Um, you know, it, it it's one of those things where you got, you know, you're playing with your toy, and it's like, oh, this is the right size for this one. Hey guys, what's up? It's like we play GI Joe. Well, I play Star Wars. Okay, let's play. play together. You know, mm-hmm. and then you know, you end up with you know like the Atari later, and you know you go to your friend's house, and you know, he's got ColecoVision, and you're like, well, what's the difference? Why can't I just stick the cartridge in? <laughs> And we do, and it's Donkey Kong, and it works, and it's like, Ooh. oh yeah, there were there were a couple, there were a couple, couple of the cartridges you could you could cross cross the stream with. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Donkey mm. Kong was one of them. That's very cool. I think I think any of the ones that are made by Intravision, I think, were the ones you could do. Probably, I think okay. so. I'm gonna geek point you both for that. That's <laughs> that's a good bit of history there. Mm-hmm. So so you jumped on the video games. Yeah yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, my neighbor's uh, dad, he um, he actually worked for one of the factories that did the IC, um, IC chips oh. that were on the top. Um, I never got one. I really wanted to, but he was like, oh, yeah, I could hook it up for you. Like, basically, he would, like, because he made the chips, they would have damaged ones, which couldn't really be sold, but... They were in a pile, so take it home to your kid kind of thing. Yeah. And he had, like, hard-soldered this weird little um, board across the top of one. You know, like, uh, I think it was, like, pulled position or, you know, some some game that you're like, yeah, I think I played enough of this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he had, like, this little rocker, and you just kind of, like, drop the chip in, and you flip the switch on, and then you'd, you know, put it in and... Wow. It worked for like a couple of weeks, and then you'd have to get a new one. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. The beginnings of video games. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so we so we were on to video games. It seems to be a pattern with our generation, as we all kind of started out with you know 
watching cartoons. We mm-hmm. went to comics, and then we kind of find our niches in in you know anime or whatever, and and branch out and get into video games from there. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, you 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 got it at a younger age. You were into the 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 action figures, you know. And and then it's like oh you know I I like playing with my imagination but you know now I can do this you know on on my home TV and you know I, Star Wars being a big thing for me growing up and and I'm, the Empire Strikes Back Atari game yeah you know I still have one you know and you've got these very rudimentary <laughs> blocky adats and you're trying to hit the one little spot on the top of it that you know does the rainbow color thing right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like, oh, I'm like Luke Skywalker in the movie, and it was like, not really. You're... But we had imaginations, and it right. was okay, yeah. and we could still could do it. I swear, with everything that you have, that you still have mm-hmm. from your childhood, we could open up between the two of you. Yeah. We could open up like an '80s toy museum. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I do have a Coleco. You do have an actual Coleco console. Yeah, that's that's some shit. Yeah. Give me the list. What do you got? What do you got that's old that you still have? Oh, uh, okay. So um, most of my, most of the uh, Star Wars that I played with, uh, I still have those. Okay. Uh, I have my AT-AT. And actually, a friend of mine, it was kind of funny, uh, a friend of mine went to Disney, and uh, they have these popcorn boxes that are little AT-ATs. Aw. So he got me one of those. <laughs> so, and it's considerably smaller. So I basically, like, had it with the other one like like i decided to do a photo shoot you know i put it on the bed together and they're like oh don't you hate it when the dogs get out of the bed <laughs> you know? it's fu- funny you should say um so as a kid i had a really severe asthma yeah and for many many christmases i was begging for a dog for christmas and the year that the ad ad came out i remember we got it and my parents are like, well, see, this is just as good as having a dog. There you go. You know, and, and you know, at the time, so it's like 80, 81, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. five, four, five years old. And uh, no, it, it definitely, you know, it, you know, move the head with the little controller inside. And <laughs> it, was, it was almost as good as having a dog. Yeah. I would have done anything for those toys <laughs> when I was a kid. Oh my goodness! So, video games, anime, uh-huh. morning cartoons, morning action cartoons. figures. So, thinking at some point, where does the where does the jump then go into how, you know, I met you, which would be you know your involvement with the Ren Fair. Oh well, that actually that's a longer story. Um, so. What happened is, um, I I realized, uh, like I said, about the '90s, uh, that I really want, liked anime, you know, because it's it's cartoons but cooler, yeah, you know, and um, I uh, I got involved with some people who decided to start up a uh, their own convention, and I basically worked as a gopher uh, for you know, go go get this. The star needs this, you know, and I'd run around, do stuff, uh, you know, had a lot of energy back then. And Can you say which con that was? Oh, yeah, it was Akon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, also did some uh, work for, 
uh, Bulldog Studios, which isn't around anymore. Uh, they're the ones who did the big conventions in Dallas. Okay. Um, and what's kind of funny about those is they had like like all the people you know like I mean I met James Obar there. Um, I bought a really crappy copy of Fantastic Four. <laughs> by Roger Corman. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, the okay. the the ever talked about Roger Corman. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Four. I'll geek point that. Yeah, and uh, you know, um, they had they basically had it kind of grouped off into um, comics, people trying to sell their old toys, and then a little bit of anime, and the anime convention, um, Acon. Uh, they got together and they're like, well, we really want to show, you know, just Japanese stuff. And um, the first couple were really small, but really well received. Like people were just excited. I mean, I remember I would I would say literally everybody was in one room watching a bad VCR copy of Ron Mahaff, the movie. And none of us had seen the episodes yet. Like. Viz didn't even have the episodes out yet. Oh wow! And um, it was it was just great. You know, we were like, "Oh, this is great!" And you know, we'd watch really odd shows, and uh, we it was kind of funny because you know you you think about it and you're like, "Wow!" You know, when when I was watching this, this was happening. You know, and uh, like like Sailor Moon was big at the time, but um, I guess they didn't have the 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 rights to to air it or anybody in Japan who got a copy of it um I had uh from there I kind of started getting into like TV and television and uh I actually got into uh cable access which was a lot of fun um that always looked like it, it, it was it looked like it was a lot of work but it always looked like it was fun oh yeah like total it, it's a lot of work um but yeah you're not noticing it because yeah sure you're heaving around cables that are like more than a car you know in price Mm -hmm. but at the same time you're with your friends and some schmo gave you like free pizza you know so you're you're good and um i've uh i met up with uh, some guys (laughs) they're actually still around which is cool in fact uh they they make a um a magazine right now it's uh called uh, monster attack and uh okay and uh those guys were uh, pretty crazy uh, i remember uh, hanging out and they were actually the first people who uh, introduced me to uh to power rangers uh of course it wasn't power rangers yet because saban hadn't even picked it up it was uh super sentai force oh. and uh they were really cool and uh, he had a friend who would um, get tapes from Japan, mail them over, you know. And uh, <clears throat> I remember this uh, one where, like, hey, you guys want to see the new Jack, you know, the new Godzilla movie? And we're like, yeah. Wait, there's a new Godzilla movie? <laughs> like, yeah, there's a new Godzilla movie. And we're, we're watching this Godzilla movie. And um, we started noticing that there's, like, little heads in front of us ah. and i'm like is, is this a boot he's like well yeah Duh. and we're like oh that's cool you know 
you know, before, you know, before piracy was a bad thing and then became good again. Um, and what was really great is because it was actually in the audience, you could you hear the little kids up in front every time Godzilla would show up and it's like, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden you'd hear these little kids go, Kachira, Kachira. <laughs> Too cute. It was so cute. Oh my goodness! You know, and yeah, we we just you know sit there and we laugh at it, and um, you know we we did some really uh, odd shows, you know, like because we were trying to build up this whole you know convention kind of thing, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know, it would have been nice if I stuck with it, I guess, because you know then I could you know be something weird nowadays so you said that the rest of those guys they're still doing it's yeah a, a magazine yeah they're, they're doing a magazine right now okay that's and, cool uh, yeah it's all about uh japanese monster movies yeah we'll have to we'll have to throw some some connections in the in the, the show post for that if we can reach out I mean to them. put a put a link in the yeah show that notes. Yeah, yeah that words modern words we were talking about the 80s too much the, yeah there you just, go they yeah. fell away i couldn't i couldn't get them out do i need to explain the internet to you no well okay. maybe um. All right. Well, it starts off with this noise where you're killing a robot, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you end up with tubes that you can drive trucks through. Ooh. So, so you started doing the the anime cons. Oh uh-huh. yeah, and uh, I got involved with uh, uh, Acon. I was still working pretty pretty hard. Um, me and some friends, uh, we uh, we're in a group of Klingons, and. Uh, can't tell you the number of times I have a story that starts that way. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, uh, and uh, these guys are really cool. And, uh, you know, I basically hung out with them uh, through the conventions. Uh, it was the uh, Intergalactic Klingon Empire. Nice. And, uh, you know, we would we'd learn how to do uh, Klingon chess. <laughs> Very cool. Of all things. Very cool. And I uh, like that. Yeah. We, we would... Uh, Basically, we we were kind of like a delegation of uh, people who could either run as security or people who could run as gophers. And uh, at the time, I was not the man I am now. <laughs> uh, so I was the gopher. And so uh, we're talking what, like your teens, early twenties? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, ninety was it ninety three? 90, that area. Okay, okay. Yeah. So not too far off before I met you. Right, yeah. And uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I got to meet a lot of celebrities. Got to drink with a lot of celebrities. There you go. You know. <laughs> Probably the most important thing to do with celebrities. It really is. You know, I mean, uh, the guy, the, there's, there's some, like, we would get a lot of supporting casts members, and they're great. I mean, they're, they're just... They're just great guys because they, you know, like like sometimes when you get like the big guys like Kevin Sorbo and that kind of thing, you know, I mean, they kind of they know the hot shit, mm-hmm. and that that's it. You know, you can't you can't trick them out of that. You know, <laughs> but if you get you know like one of the little guys like the um uh, like like the guy who played the vendor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. He was fantastic. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he he was a great guy. He he basically would like walk around in like Hawaiian shirts. Nice. <laughs> he was like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" You know, and we'd be like, "Do you need anything?" 
I'll get you whatever you want. You know. Uh-huh. And uh, he's like, ah, don't worry about it. And uh, well, from there, uh, what actually happened is um, I was going to school, um, oddly enough, to uh, do some like digital animation and that kind of thing. Um, but unfortunately, my mom had a, had a car accident, which kind of um, did a lot of things for not just my home life, but, you know, like important, you know, what I should be doing with my life kind of thing. And uh, one of the things that ended up happening is we ended up moving down here. And apparently uh, the comic scene down here was like flush like a year or two before. Like they had them in like every weekend at some mall. (laughs) I do remember that. Like I would come home from because this is the period where I was like senior high school going, going to college. Yeah. And I remember like coming down and like the summer is like it was either car it was either comic book shows or a, a sporting car uh like baseball cards basketball right cards. it was like card shows or comic shows in the malls every saturday and sunday mm-hmm. it yeah. was it was weird because i went to a couple and they nothing like you know a decent convention i mean you know for one it closes when the mall does mm-hmm. you know and most of most of it was just vendors there was yeah. no um no celebrities there was no rocky horror picture show at the middle of the night mm-hmm. uh there's nobody walking around at 3 a.m with an inflatable love you <laughs> which i did to my friend on purpose <laughs> love you doc and um yeah so uh i ended up moving out here and um i was passing the park one day i don't think it was may uh, and I heard the noises of uh, sword fighting, and I'm like, "Ooh, sword fighting!" <laughs> you know. And uh, I ended up uh, going and hanging out with a whole bunch of weird people mm-hmm. who uh, who like to sword fight. And then uh, I kind of stuck with them, and yeah. uh, ended up marrying one of them. You did. Uh huh. You did. Yeah. After uh, being threatened by her brother. <laughs> you know yeah. who was my boyfriend at the time yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah that was fun um <laughs> yeah it's interesting how often and and we say this all the time you know uh, south florida there's the 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 geek community the the ren community the all of these things is one big venn diagram of the same people oh yeah you definitely. know we're all kind of kind of into the same thing and, and traveled the same paths, you know. And uh, like I, I remember when all of that started and like when Volcon was around. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, the very first Volcon I went to was before I joined Chessman. My sister actually took me to it. We were having an argument over who was sexier, if it was Riker or Worf. Um, <laughs> I guess it depends which season of Worf. True, true. You know, with the long hair, yeah, but... <laughs> She was she was always Riker and I was always Worf. Okay. So now are we talking season one Riker clean shaven? Or are we talking after season two or seven with the beard? Yeah. Uh, I believe she liked bearded Riker. Okay. I could well, be wrong. You know, shout okay. out to my sister Hi Cher. Um, we'll have to I'll have to ask her that next time I see her because I don't remember. Um, but because I liked I Worf because I can see the argument for for bearded Riker. Yeah, but not not clean shaven, right? No, 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 no. I mean, he didn't. He didn't even have that jacket where he tucked all the time. Right. It was. It was still that long johns. Yeah. 
much yeah. now. And then like the next the next year I was doing that con with you guys. Yeah. You know. Um, we should actually dig out. We have an old newspaper clipping. I still have it. Oh, yeah? Um, of Ducky and I back in the day. Right. Uh, me in a Starfleet uniform. I... And you've seen it. Yeah, and you, yeah. you're like a barbarian of some sort. Like mohawk and tire oh, armor yeah. and all of that with the kids. Yeah, yep. so so I still have that tire armor. Oh, my God. Because, you know, I don't get tired of it. Uh, but I am going to give you a geek point for still having the tire armor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, Ducky could open a museum. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, you know, I, I based it off of, uh, one of one of my favorite movies, uh, the... Uh, Demolition Man. There it is, you right know. there. Joe just found it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're gonna. We'll, we will definitely take a picture and and post this because yeah. we were babies. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so were my kids. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> Baby babies. Um, but yeah, so so we all kind of came came from that that whole from sitting down watching comics mm-hmm. to being involved in the world. Of all of these crazy things between sci-fi and and comics and all of that stuff. So, what are you what are you working on now? Um. Well, you know how uh, you know John Lennon said, uh, "Life gets in the way of making things happen." Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. But uh, what what I'm really working on right now is uh, uh, reformatting my computer. Um, <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> It just seems to be a never-ending process. You know, you you update one thing, and they all break, you know, and you're like, hmm, now I can't make videos. But, um, yeah, I'm, besides that, um, I'm actually, uh, for several years, I've been looking into uh, 3D printing. And, um, unfortunately, I have yet to take the plunge, which is now, like, it it was funny, until like three years go by you know that that's not as funny you know (laughs) um but it at the same time it does kind of come back to what i what i wanted to do which was like character design and um you know you know you always play a a character D &D, Mm &hmm. and you never find a figure for it i don't care if it's the most normal like you could be playing a human fighter you just can't find one with your weapon, you know. And that seems to be a problem a lot. And I mean, the the companies have gotten better in recent years. Yeah, you know, yeah, for and sure. But yeah, there's there's actually uh, two, three, I think three now companies that deal in um, particulars. You know, mm-hmm. you want this, Custom. you know, yeah. something something I thought of, which you know. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> Let's list the ideas of things that we have thought of that somebody else did because mm-hmm. we were too busy doing life. Doing life, yep. exactly. Or having life do us. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I I've made a comment before. It's like back when 3.0 came out. Yeah. D&D 3.0 and the OGL came out. Oh, I love that. Um, and I went to a friend of mine. And I was like, hey we're both good with story and mechanics i'm going at the time I, I had gone back to school to get a degree in multimedia and web design i was like we could write the adventures i can lay them out we can put you know make them pdfs and we could sell these online 
and he was like as soon as one person buys it they're going to put it on napster or you know kazaa or limewire uh, Napster. <laughs> he's like and then we won't you know then we won't make any money i was like no but we could and he was like nah this is a great you know if you're gonna do it you're, you we need to do a you know print and i was like but that's so expensive kick you know move a couple years down the road mm-hmm. drive through rpg rpg now yeah that the whole one shelf system and it's like yeah there it was right there mm-hmm. well i mean technically you would still publish you'd just be one of a thousand. Right, right. Instead of yeah. instead of being the guys going, oh, we've got an idea on uh, how to sell PDF, you know, D and D or role playing game items. Now, now it's just you're somebody who's giving thirty percent of your, yep, of your royalties to your thirty percent of your 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 purchase to you know these folks. Or if you do it through DMs Guild, you're giving fifty percent to. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You know. You know, I actually saw uh, the two different companies that do uh, electronic tabletop. Um, I, I see a lot of people who are graphic designers putting in, like, you mm-hmm. know, hours and hours of content of, you know, basically what boils down to, you know, a little, little paper. Yeah. Paper, the, the, the paper tokens. People. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they're all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, Roll20 actually has, like, an internal marketplace for... Yeah. Um, for for the tokens, for the maps, mm-hmm. um, and the adventures, and the adventures, you can have everything done by like one artist, mm-hmm. or you could do like oh, I like those better than these. Yeah, um, my friend Ryan, who was the the person who, if he had agreed to it, we would now be rolling in fat, you know, RPG now money. <laughs> um, but he, you know, I mean, at the time. When, you know, everybody was using Napster to get around having to pay for, you know, their CDs. Yeah. Um, it, it it did. It was like, okay, yeah, no, that argument kind of makes sense. Um, but he does runs a lot of games. I think he runs exclusively on, on Roll20 these days. And he is, you know, he tells me all about, oh, the markers, you know, you, you get for the people. They're great. And, you know, and, and the terrains and everything. And, and, and. Roll twenty, and I think the other one is uh, Fantasy Grounds. Yeah, there's actually there's a couple others out there that I have never tried, but I did try Fantasy Grounds back in the day, and I've, yeah. I've played on Roll Twenty, and there, you know, it, it's a it's an interesting way to play. But yeah, the, mm-hmm. some of the maps that you see, wow! I mean, definitely you've got some graphic designers out there and cartographers out there that are, you know putting their skills to use and making some making some ducats so and a cartographer is cool now yeah right yeah <laughs> yeah uh, and there are there are there's a select group um that i've heard talked about where like they are the you know the wanted you know the group you know what the other profession in and publishing that seems to be like you're you're the rock star editors Really? Yeah, there's uh, there's one editor. If you look in any D and D product these days, and I want to say most Cobalt Press uh, products. Okay. Uh, I think his uh, I'm, I, his name. I think it's like uh, F. Scott Gray or something like that. I, I'm getting his name wrong, probably, but like he is the go-to guy. Like I've heard him interviewed on several shows, and it's just like. For whatever reason, he understands how to edit 
hmm. gaming material so that it is in a and especially for digital publication that's in a way that you can read it you know um that's pretty important yeah it is i mean because if you think about like the books are usually like two columns two columns on a page but when you're looking at something on a digital page mm-hmm. on a pdf that system doesn't quite work yeah so hmm. well actually you gotta be careful about um the fall asleep factor yeah i mean when i was a kid and i fell asleep with a book eh, it was okay but you know nowadays most people you know they're in their bed they got that tablet you know and they're lying on their back when you fall asleep tablet pop, you know it's in the head it's right in the head you know <laughs> wakes you up you know I'm gonna I'm gonna geek point Joe for the for the editor knowledge. Even though you can remember his name, you probably got close, and you know that's an interesting tidbit. I, d- I didn't know that that editors were Trey Sheik these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, which is super cool. Yeah, you know? proof editor, it's, proof proof the, the the editor is is king. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's that's yeah. awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, especially when you think about for all the years like in publishing, where they were kind of the unsung heroes of you mm. know of publishing. Yeah. No, and their job is so so important. You know, I'm ridiculously dyslexic. If I ever decided to write a book, my editor would be like God. Like, just be like <laughs> I would put their name before mine. <laughs> that's, so, that's what you could call it. Edited by God. Edited by God. Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay. So you 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 got into. You saw Chessman and got into Chessman. You you made reference to D and D. Yeah. You know, but we didn't hear like was that one of those just kind of natural progressions? Did somebody introduce you to it? Well, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like. I, I guess a lot of times when I think about you know my life and how things go, you know, I don't really think of anything as spectacular because, well, didn't everybody have that? I mean, everybody grew up in the same house that Elliot from E.T. grew up in, right? Yeah, I wish. Because I did, you know? <laughs> okay. Like, like, cause at the time, I was up in Utah, uh-huh. and so, you know, you've got, um, like, that movie and uh, Poltergeist. Okay. I swear, they could have been my next-door neighbors. Wow. You know? And, it, you know, it's that whole sweeping valley, big houses, not much traffic, so you know? Jealous. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. That's but then again, it was the 80s, so... The whole world looked like that? Yeah, well, at least in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I grew up in South Florida. We're aliens. We, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> completely yeah. different. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, we, we built... Uh, you know, when it snowed, it really snowed. And so we ended up building stuff. In fact, actually, what's kind of funny is um, my high school... Well, sorry, my elementary school had a high school attached to it. Um, for some reason, the way their field was made, because uh, everything was on a hill, because it's in Utah, um, their their back lot, the fence was about level with the actual ground, but there was a steep curve mm. going down to it, so you couldn't, you know, you'd actually have to climb the fence. You couldn't like just jump over it like evil King Evil. <laughs> and um, one year, uh, of course, you know, Star Wars comes out the empire strikes back and everybody's like "Ooh, this can be cool um it snows just so hard like just big fluffy snow everywhere and this once trench 
is now a level field of white. Oh, wow. So nobody has any clue as to where that thing is. Oh, no. So the first couple of guys just whoop, right into it. And we figure, wait a second. We could build ourselves a rebel command. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, so until the snow melted, we had a rebel base that went from one side uh, of the of the playground all the way around to the other side. Neat. And we just pelt each other and, you know, <laughs> jump back into the hole, you know. Wow. It was pretty cool. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Growing up then must have been nice. Yeah, no, we had, I had sand. Yeah, sand. And, you know, we dug holes in the sand. And, oh, yeah. Okay. You know, had trenches and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I never, like, we, uh, my best friend growing up, for a lot of years lived on an abandoned golf course oh nice so we we dug into like the side of the sand trap or mm-hmm. the bunker i guess as they like to call them now um you know we tried to build rafts to go on the water hazards yeah <laughs> nice not a not not a successful <laughs> apparently you can't build rafts from palm fronds and 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 the husks that come with them you'd need a lot of them yeah yeah um also we kind of missed the point of you know the the putting the 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 bottle in the water with you know messages in it yeah of you know it's supposed to float down we decided that no that we would just load the container full of rocks with our message and then throw it into the water hazard so it sunk well there you go so that the alligators on the bottom of the water hazard could read your message um, I'm going to say the alligator snapping turtles. Not, I don't think we ever actually saw actual alligators, but we yeah. did catch more than one time alligator snapping turtles. Those are dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you learn very quickly to get that hook out as quick as you can. Uh-huh. Um, Poor things. And, uh, or have soup. <laughs> with the way those things smelled, there was no way. No, plus, at the time, uh, we both, we, both my friend and I were, were turtle keepers. I had three box turtles at that time and yeah. i think dana had one so yeah it was too close to being a pet mm. oh okay I don't um, that. until it bites you and then well it, no the, the, the alligators <laughs> turtles, i've just figured that thing was too mean to eat so yeah. just you know just get get the, get the hook out of it and and then just push it back into the water and hope it you know decided not to seek revenge on us so yeah. you were fishing in the water traps we were doing a lot of things in the water traps. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah. We used to take like a big net and scoop out little, you know, guppies and, and then walk around his neighborhood trying to sell them to people. That's amazing. There you go. That's way better than lemonade. For the rest of the world, if you wonder why Floridians are weird, this is the reason. We have too many days of sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you not have like a pet alligator or anything? No, no pet alligators. But at a certain point in time, I did have over 30-something rabbits. Oh, that, that works. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. I, I remember being scared watching uh, Alligator when it came out originally. Mm. No, but funny enough, we're all taught at a young age that if, if you are being pursued by an alligator <laughs> to run in a zigzag run in a motion. zigzag run in a zigzag we all knew that trick oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it's like don't stand under a tree in a lightning storm mm-hmm. um you're being pursued by alligators run zigzag and um, don't tug on superman's cape that was a good one too yeah, yeah. um 
But yeah, it was weird Florida growing up lessons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't yep. drink any water other than, you know, from the hose. And wait a few seconds when you turn on the hose before you drink the water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two reasons. Uh-huh. One, that hose, especially if it's, you know, in a yard that I grew up with, generally was laying partially in the yard mm-hmm. in full sun. Hot. Oh, yeah. Very uh, hot. And from time to time, things like to go live, go, go, go shelter. In Lizards. The yeah. Lizards, mm-hmm. uh, those really big beetles. <laughs> Every once in a while, a small palmetto bug. Oh, there if, you go. If you grew up in South Florida in the 70s and 80s, you have had some form of bug or lizard in your mouth at some point for unexpected reasons. I had a frog. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the little frog. Uh-huh, yeah, those little ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, used to catch the crickets that, that would spit at you. I, I never had an urge to catch crickets, so I didn't know they spat at you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hmm. It's a little, like, almost... We used to joke because it was, like, that dark brown, like, uh, chewing tobacco spit. Ew. So it's like, you know, oh, it spit, it spit, it's chewing tobacco at you. Hmm. Okay, I missed that one. Yeah, um, right. And then, of course, there were those giant, scary grasshoppers. Oh, my God, I was terrified of those oh, things. Oh, I love those things. When I got older, I loved them because they were beautiful, but when I was little, I was scared to death of them. Well, in uh, in Utah, they call them locusts. Uh, well, okay. You know, and Fair w- enough. What, what's kind of funny is... Um, so I had, I, I guess I did have a little bit of a weird upbringing because um, most people have dogs and, you know, I had a cat. So when the neighbors had rat problems, well, I didn't have rat problems. I had a cat. Problem with that is when you have you no know, rat problems, you end up with gophers. I don't know why. Okay. Um, but the other thing is uh, after we took care of our gopher problem, you know, a la Caddyshack. Um, what we did was, uh, no, really, we, we smoked the little bugger out. It was great. Uh, what we ended up Cinderella doing. Cinderella story. Yeah. What, what we, uh, we ended up having a locust problem. And um, my backyard hadn't been finished yet. Uh, and by finished, I mean it was still Utah desert, which basically means rocks sand and these weird like four foot tall weeds that do nothing but look like a bad christmas tree okay and um one day i remember looking outside and i'm like hey we got grass <gasps> and then the grass is moving and yeah it basically like the entire area was covered in these that's, bad boys. Oh my that's, god! That's how horror stories. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I would have nightmares for life. So here's the fun part. Uh, my mom, being the resourceful person that she is, uh, she got some ducks. Okay. So we got these cute little baby mallards. Oh. And they were like little fuzzy yellows, Aww. and we we throw them out there, and um, like it's just they're looking around, and they just like. We, the names was Peep and Repeep, because it was Peep, and then the other one would go Peep, and they just they'd walk around and Peep 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 Peep, peep and they just keep going. Well, I would say about the fifth time the ducks went Peep, the entire yard jumped onto the fence. Oh God! 
and and then and then proceeded to jump to the neighbor's house. Oh no! <laughs> and it, it was it was barren again. It was great, but uh, meanwhile, me and my friends had been basically grabbing the little buggers and feeding them to the ducks. Okay. Along with like earwigs, what have you, because. That's the thing to do. If, yeah, you, if you're not playing ducks. Yeah, if you're not playing Star Wars, feed your duck. <laughs> also, also, earwigs are, are a terrible creature. They I are. Mean, I mean, I'm sure they serve a purpose, but anybody I know who's ever encountered earwigs, it, it's, it's... Their purpose is feeding ducks. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you find them in the mailbox all the time, and it's like, great. Yeah, so. Is that how you got the ducky name? Uh, no, actually not. You know what? I've never heard this story. Oh, okay. Well, I've known you for 20-some-odd years. I've never heard the ducky story. Oh, it's a bad story. Um, okay, so... You don't have to tell it if you don't want to. Uh, well, it's one of those more unbelievable kind of things, really. Yeah, so well... I don't really tell it because it, it's not believable. And people would be like, yeah, right. Okay, we're sword fighters that like anime and star and sci-fi, so how bad could it possibly be? I mean, abducted by aliens? Really? I mean, I got some stories. <laughs> And I don't tell them because nobody believes me. <laughs> Actually, I tell them and I tell people, nobody's going to believe me. And they're like, oh, come on. And then you, you, you tell it and you're like, yeah, I don't believe that. You know, like my, my dreidel story, for example. Okay. All right. I still want to hear the ducky story, though. I've known you a very long time and I've never heard the story. And then we got to get to current events. Okay, okay. So let's do this. Is the, the outro to the ducky origin is the ducky name. Okay. So the ducky name. Um, I in middle school was really big on like drawing and that kind of thing and at the time they always had these um uh, scholastic books mm-hmm. i remember those you remember those yeah i loved those so do you remember the ones that were like draw caricatures they're fun they're great mm-hmm. yes okay so i had one or two of those and um they were cool uh, they weren't just doing it for me, though, you know. So, like, I decided to have a little fun with them, and I was making them around, and I started drawing people with giant beaks, like Howard the Duck. Okay. All right. You know? Okay. And, you. and that's about the right time. Yeah. 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 And you know, it, it was it was funny, and uh, my ducks, like, I don't know, like, I like sometimes I try to make them scary, and they end up actually looking like the. Uh, label for Danzig, you know, with the, but without the horns. Okay. You know, um, and, and then sometimes they would just be like odd, kind of. That's a duck. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I end up because I I did caricatures that were pretty faithful, but at the same time they had bills to them, so you know, it was ducky. Gotcha. Ducky. Okay, yeah. so it was just the the adaptation of drawing characters with ducks, right? Right. That with duck bills. That's that's cool. Yeah. That's, no, that's totally believable. Is that, I is that believable? That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's that's way better believable than my dreidel story. <laughs> uh, even the nine one one operator didn't believe that one. <laughs> you know, just they they're like, really? What? No, no, you gotta come here. You gotta see it. Okay, so yeah. we're going to save the dreidel story for last. Okay, okay. Because um, we've got some current events stuff to get to. Yep. All right. Um, I'm going to throw it to Joe. What do you What do you got? Well, the, well there is, there's a lot of stuff going on, but the big one I liked was uh, this week it was announced that um, a couple different sources, uh, Deadline, uh, 
digital uh, comicbooks.com I think was the other that the fourth movie in the Kelvin universe of Star Trek uh, the Chris Pine Zachary Quinto uh, Star Treks bum, bum, bum. Um, which I up until recently they they there there were so many rumors about this was going to be the Quentin Tarantino helmed and Ooh. written um, no. and, and he was claiming that if he got to do the Star Trek movie, this would be his last film. Um, but apparently Paramount, CBS, Viacom, whatever the conglomerate that has all these rights, um, they have announced that uh, the creator of Fargo and Legion, uh, Noah Hawley, uh, is in talks to write and direct the fourth Star Trek uh, Star Trek movie. Cool. Cool. Um, Fargo in space. <laughs> um, this would continue in the the J.J. Abrams uh, uh, universe. Yay, more lens flares. Um, but it is... Uh, the big note was uh, that Chris Pine is is on board good um cool. apparently uh, the i think the bulk of the main cast was was written into you know multi-picture deal uh just waiting for said picture to get approved for, oh thank goodness this is uh, all so good um yeah. you know the the reason why there was a, a bit of a hesitation on pulling the trigger on this was the underperformance of star trek beyond the mm. third um which you know, the, the problem being with Star Trek, Star Wars, whatever, is if you took those franchise names off of the film and you said, oh, my movie made 300 million, 500 million, whatever, mm-hmm. you'd be like, yay. Yeah. But when you put the, the, those franchise uh, on it and you do 300, 500 in that area, then it's like, oh, well, we expected it to do a billion. Right. And, you know, so it's, it's tough. Um, but I'm glad to see it. Uh, hopefully this story, you know, I don't know if this is going to be the, the swan song for the the Kelvin universe. Um, but it'll be interesting. I, I really wish if I, if Paramount, Viacom, CBS, whatever, came to me and they're like, Joe, you're, you're going to be doing the story for us. I really want to see, I would rather do... What happened to cause this? I mean, like we know the the timeline splits because uh, because the Romulans the, the the surviving Romulans show up. It's all the Romulans' fault. Um, it's always the Romulans' fault. Well, but it's you know it would be interesting to get a little more of what you know. I mean, we know the whole you know Spock tried to help save Romulus from their star going Nova. Blah 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 blah. But it's like I really would rather see that. But of course. How do you do that? You know, and and I've heard some rumors that the upcoming Star Trek Picard may also address some of that. Okay, I'm down. So, um, which just to throw in a little thing, uh, Star Trek Picard, I believe, uh, will begin airing on CBS All Access on January 22nd. Get it. So that's that's the, the biggest current event news I have other than The Mandalorian is awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah the Mandalorian yeah. continues to be awesome. <laughs> and this entire Christmas season will be nothing but Baby Yoda. Yes. 
Actually, a friend of mine uh, came up with a, a better term than Baby Yoda, uh-huh. and I, I think it I think it should spread like wildfire. Tell us a yodeling. Yodeling. It's. <laughs> I'm going with it. Hashtag yodeling. <laughs> Hashtag yodeling. Yeah. That's that's it's, pretty it's, awesome. We're combining Yoda and Yaddle. Uh, actually, you're you're combining Yoda and, and Youngling. youngling. And youngling. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yodeling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In fact, uh, Mike is the one who came up with that. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. I'm down. <laughs> All right. So you have some uh, news. I have some news. Um. So as as most of our audience who has been listening knows, I'm I'm a bit of a Harley Quinn fan. Um. Big shock. shock gas. <laughs> you know, Clutch minus pearls. Minus her wardrobe in the movie. Um. And wow. I just recently saw a trailer for a new Harley Quinn, carto- Harley Quinn cartoon. Say that five times fast. That is very much not for kids. No, it is definitely an adult's <laughs> it, cartoon. Parents, if you're listening, this is not for the kiddos. This is this they, you know, explicit title. They they there's all kinds of and they're bleeping it out. They're bleeping out the, the, the swearing in the trailer, sort of? No, no, they no, didn't. No, they, they didn't. No, uh, I, I don't I, know what I was thinking. Yeah, that it's they're straight up like just going, this is the story. This is the adult stories. This is the grown up. I don't want to say adult because there's a whole Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy thing that we're not going to get into. But she's in it, too. <laughs> totally. Um, <laughs> it's a really good series, though. I, I want to see the wedding. But anyway. There you go. Um, yeah. This really looks interesting. Like, they are pulling out the stops. Mm-hmm. They're saying, you know, screw you to, you know, all of these people who, who don't want to see this story told. Yeah. And are really making it gritty. And it's, it's even the style of the animation is very reminiscent of some of the the edgier styles of the Batman animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it definitely, it definitely has a... a Batman the Animated Series-esque mm-hmm. look yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that is going to be debuting this Friday, the I'm 29th. Excited. Which means we have to get we have to sign up for DC Universe right away. Right now. Yep. <laughs> Just another streaming service to add to all the other streaming services. Cause... Please, please listen to our show. We need money for streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> or... Or you can contact us at thegeekiestpod at gmail.com and share your streaming service usernames and passwords with us. You know, if you want to support the show. Yeah, you know, what, however you want to do it. You know, it's up to you guys. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see this kind of more grown-up version of Harley and see her uh, on her own. I mean, Joker's definitely in it. Uh, yeah, it yeah. looks like, though, she gives him a bit of the uh, kick to the curb. Yeah, yeah. As the kids like to say. They, the kids still say that, right? But do you- Kick when you say curb. curb, you mean nuts, right? <laughs> I think that's probably more accurate. Yeah. Well, well you, you know, <laughs> when 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 someone does kick you in the nuts, I'm pretty sure that it also is uh, signifying the end of your relationship, for the most part. Unless you asked really nicely. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the person, you know. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, it and, and that seems to be a trend with Harley, which I find really interesting, and I think is actually kind of cool. Um, is that you know the the Harley Joker romance for a long time was was it was just kind of accepted, you uh, know? Did you just that's... hear the, my eye roll at that? 
what that it was accepted that it was accepted that it was romanticized that it, it was, was for a while and I, I think that we're kind of waking up and, uh, and people are looking at it going no this is this is not what this was and we need to see it for what it was and it's still part of the batman universe and it's part of the story and all of those things and that's fine but harley is standing on her own two feet now and mm-hmm. and she's becoming you know she is the badass modern woman that she is and she's you know she met up with poison ivy and and found her power and found her girl power and uh you know it it doesn't what i like about it is that she kicks joker to the curb for a lot for a lot of things but it doesn't man bash overall it just gives her the power to stand up and do what she wants uh, to unlike do unlike batwoman I haven't seen too much on that one yet, but yeah, I just keep seeing the trailers for it. it's like, you know. Well, I, I, I with the trailers for Batwoman, I do just like the whole like, why is why is why does the hero have to be a guy? And, you know, I, I like ask I like that question being asked. Um, it's back to Harley though. It seems interesting like that they're rolling out this cartoon now because next February the, the Birds of Prey. Movie oh, yeah. comes out, mm-hmm. which is about the liberation of Miss Harley Quinn. Right, right. So right. it seems like an interesting tie-in. Yeah, it's almost a lead-up. I, I hope know? so. That's... Like, like what they did with um, the uh, Clone Wars, where it led up right into the movie, and mm-hmm. just, yeah, like, just yeah. I don't know if they're going to be directly connected or not, but just the idea of getting it into cartoon first and getting her you know getting us used to getting the world used to Harley standing on her own two feet and then having this feature film coming up which I'm also very excited about and, yeah and um, then and then we're supposed to be expecting I think later next year the James Gunn written and directed uh, The Suicide Squad mm. The Suicide, the. The Suicide oh, okay. Squad so this is a this is an, an etch a sketch erase 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 do it over again. No 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 or no. Are they we continuing. They are, from what I understand, they are continuing. Um, uh, but Will Smith is not in it. Oh. Um, the but they are bringing back uh, the actor who played Flag. Okay. Um, they're bringing back. I think they're bringing back uh, the actor who played uh, Captain Boomerang. Is Margot Robbie still doing it. Margot Robbie is still in it. Okay. Uh, Idris Elba will be part of it. Ooh, okay. Um, and I feel terrible, but the actress who played uh, <sighs> name escapes me. The the the, the woman who uh, is puts together the Suicide Squad, uh, who's character name totally for, slips my mind oh amanda waller thank you yeah Ooh, i was gonna have to take a geek <laughs> point for myself i couldn't remember amanda waller uh, I, I will point you for that struggle <laughs> um she's back they they actually dropped a huge list of names uh a couple couple weeks back uh james gunn dropped uh, a huge list of all the names that are going to be appearing in it um didn't identify the roles um, but yeah, so th- I believe that's coming out next year, okay. uh, as well as, of course, Wonder Woman 1984. That'd that's be cool, right? Oh man, that's yeah. another. I'm yeah. so in love next, with Gal Gadot. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, 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 I'm. I, I have a feeling, you know, the next next year's superhero movies are gonna are gonna pick up again. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, because you. you I guess I mean with this year, with you having Endgame and then Far From Home, right? Well, Captain Marvel, Endgame, and then Far From Home, you kind of like almost just feel like you need to take a little bit of a breath. 
Yeah, almost. Yeah, there was some intense yeah. shit for a while. Like, <laughs> like you know, and and of course, then you have to keep in mind since Disney owns Marvel, a lot of stuff is going to start rolling out on Marvel on Disney Plus, Marvel Plus on Disney Plus for the Marvel Universe. Yeah, that you know? announcement of all the different shows yeah, they the, have in the works. Yeah, the D twenty three Kevin Feige announcement. Yes, holy yeah. cow! And and to think about it, you're. You know, the first one that comes to mind is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You basically are getting, you know, a series of movie quality mm-hmm. programming. Yeah. You know, it, it what's coming down down the pike for Marvel on Disney Plus plus their cinematic. I'm so it's, excited! It's gonna be ridiculous. I'm, I I think the mo- I'm the most excited. The one I have wanted to see for so long, and they haven't done yet, and they're gonna do now is Moon Knight. Yeah, I am so excited to see Moon Knight, and I'm just going, you know, please, please, please do do it justice, you know. And they've been they've been pretty good, yeah, lately. So I I have hope. Yeah, I I don't. I mean, for the for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and even their television, like they haven't gotten too too bad with how they presented mm-hmm. characters from the comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think a lot of that has to go to Kevin Feige for for, you know, keeping a steady hand on character design. And, oh yeah. He's you know. he has really done a really good job. I've I, I've definitely I've I've never been able to say too much that I've been like a director fan except for like, you know, the big ones, you know, Lucas Spielberg right. and things like that. But you Feige bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Feige. You just you evil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I watch his just to see how bad it's gonna get. I, I'm it's gonna like a drinking game. I'm you know? Point so, you for that. So, you're, so Dungeon Siege in the name of the king. Oh yeah. Ah. <laughs> that Jason Statham just. The House of the Dead. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. So bad. It's like you could you could you could literally see where the budget stopped. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like okay, we we've got this budget. What are we gonna do? We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. Okay, that's cool. Okay, wait. There's a spot where the guy opens the door. We need a zombie. What are we gonna do? Let's use the zombie from the original show, from 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 the from the game. And it's like, really? What happened there? You know, I... they were going for nostalgia. What and was just that? boom, jumped off the cliff. I, th- I think they went to jump the shark and mm. they missed. And out right the cliff. Yeah, Ralph's cliff. Um, yeah, I, I'm becoming a Feige yeah. fan. And interesting enough, I mean, with Kevin Feige has now been given, like, he is the, I think we had mentioned not too long ago on the previous, but like, he's not just head of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's basically been given control of Marvel. Nice. So the comic books, the animation. And the cinematic universe, and the television, and don't screw it up, blah, Kevin. Blah. No well, pressure. Also, he's also expressed interest into you know maybe getting a little 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 bit of his hands into the Star Wars universe. So. Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> oh but, boy! But will he know. do Howard the Duck? They are doing Howard the Duck. Kevin Smith is doing it. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, but I wasn't sure are. if that was like an official no, or a, yep. like a fever official, dream. As official, uh, <laughs> he will be doing Howard the Duck. Uh, along with doing the Masters of the Universe series for Netflix. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's executive producing and I think writing some of it, uh, but it is going to be an animation. And supposedly it is what happens after the end of the previous cartoon. So, Oh, that's cool. 
Um, I'm excited for that. Yeah. If if yeah. anybody is going to do it justice and give it the life right. that it needs, it's Kevin Smith. Yep. Oh, for yeah. For sure. Um, I, I think he'd probably actually go back to the original um, to He-Man Bible, as it were. I don't know if you... There's a... It's online somewhere. Yeah, we... We uh, we didn't. I don't know if you've seen that, but we watched the. Uh, there was a documentary about the He Man yeah. cartoon, right. and what a weird. Oh. What a what a weird group of of folks with that. I mean, I mean the the key goal was let's sell toys. Right. Right. But but it was like okay, th- this is the story, and da 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 da, and we've got to you know, and it's like oh, you guys are, are oddballs. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that was some screwy stuff. Yeah. You have a fixation with bodybuilders. Okay. Right. Sure. Why not? Um, well, I, I just found it interesting that you know um, later in the in the series, you know, they link back to the fact that uh, the queen is actually a, an Earthling who crash landed yeah. there. You know, and you're like, well, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, well, what else happened? Uh, the toy line originally, uh, they. Um, we're going to have more astronaut kind of toys because apparently, I uh, hate to spoil it for people, but uh, <laughs> Eternia is like basically in a bubble universe yeah. inside our universe, and there's only certain ways to get into it. And uh, what ended up happening, and what's kind of weird is with like the Shira thing, that is in another universe on top of that one. So they're like, it's like a nesting doll yeah like a nesting doll <laughs> and and you can't get into one without getting into the other and vice versa and um what was kind of neat is they they had all these little action figures that were going to be more geared toward space exploration you know like mm-hmm. there's going to be a he-man but he was going to be in like a little uh you know uh, american space suit uh-huh. you know yeah yeah I, but it never I... happened yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a geek point for the history lesson. Oh, okay, thanks. For those of us out there that, that don't know the He-Man history. Uh, and, and since we were talking and, about Kevin and Smith. I'm going to point Joe for that okay. one, too, because he started it. Um, and just to, just to, to rob Kevin Smith, just a reminder that uh, in February, the geekiest was going is going on the road to Jacksonville. Yep. All the way to Jacksonville. Nice. To, uh, to, to I'm going to say take part yes. in the, uh, the reboot road show. Uh, when it arrives at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. uh, so it's uh, we'll be watching Jay and Silent Bob reboot, nice. um, and then they they're going to be doing a live Q and A, uh, and Armored Bear Productions ponied up the money, so we will also be uh, doing a meet and greet at the uh, afterwards, uh, which will include pictures. So we will definitely have pictures of us with one Kevin Smith. I'm so very excited. cool. And I've had a crush on him <laughs> half my life. Yeah, I'm. And oh I have my modeled God. most of my look. <laughs> what do you think we're together? You look just like him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's coming up. Also, um, uh, you heard him two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, Eddie from Flynn's Gaming. Uh, on December 7th, they will be open to the public. Uh, I believe it's $15 uh, per person. Uh, you can check out their Facebook stuff, um, any other social media, um, and you can sign up, get order tickets now, or get it at the door. Um, basically, this is going to be. These are folks who are focused on the arcade side of having an adult 
arcade place. And not even all they're 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 aiming for the whole family. Yeah. But you know, if you want to go in and have a have a you know, I don't know if they got their beer and wine yet uh, license yet, but basically. They put the games first. Uh, when we talked to Daddy, he was talking about how they have plans to rotate in and out games nice. and maintain things, and they're going to have the consoles and, and the living room and all that, So and, and space for tabletop gaming. So cool. uh, December 7th, make sure you, you put that on your calendar and you we take a stop there. by. Come say hi. Yeah, we will definitely be uh, partaking, I would say. Uh, hopefully, all three of us, uh, Pete, Kayla, and myself, but if mm-hmm. not... It may just be Kayla and I have to see how, how things work out. I'm sure Pete is going to try to be there. Yeah. Well, I was definitely going to go there. I want to find out if, uh, you know, like some of the classics, you know. Yeah, they've got a lot of classic games. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be cool. Yeah, he was definitely, when we were talking to him, he was definitely like, they want to have classics. They want to have a little bit more modern. They want to have good, like, you know, 1v1 games. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I, I think everything though is going to be stand-ups. I think he might have one or two like sit-down race games. Okay. Um, but his focus is you know try to get try to put as many uh, machines into the into the space as mm-hmm. he comfortably can, um, so that people are able to to enjoy playing. Um, I saw the, the setup they had when they were at the uh, Gamer Comic Expo yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago, and <clears throat> yeah, super fun. Yeah, super fun. So. Okay, so we said we would we would out on the dreidel story. Oh, okay. Can you do it in two minutes? Sure, I can. Okay, ready, uh, set, go. Okay, so um, it's Christmas time. I'm driving down, as happened a couple of years ago. I'm driving down the highway, um, actually right about here. Um, and as I'm driving down, uh, I've just passed um, Atlanta, right? And it, I haven't gotten to the toll road, like the the little booth where they've got the, um, uh, there's a police station there. And there's also, you know, uh, like a shell, I think. Oh, the rest stop. The rest, yeah, the stop, rest stop at Atlantic. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. And as I'm getting there, uh, I'm going southbound. Northbound is a couple of different trucks with various Christmassy, uh, setups, you know, kind of like a uh, like a church decided to have some form of rodeo carnival kind uh, of a thing. Christmas fair, gotcha. like a little Christmas gotcha. fair, okay. Right. And um, you know they're driving down, and the last one has a dreidel on it. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the dreidel. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool because it's a huge dreidel. We're talking um, like eight feet. Okay. By, is this three dimensional or like yeah, a cutout? This it's is a, a it's three a dimensional. dimensional okay. Yeah, it, it's a giant three dimensional dreidel. Okay. <clears throat> so I just happen to be staring at it, and I'm staring at it at the exact right moment when I see one of the straps pop off of it. Oh no! They're going down the street, and it's not on the truck it's actually on a flatbed behind the truck mm-hmm. so it picks up wind oh. it stands straight up oh. which of course releases the other strap that was holding it uh-huh. and i kid you not it starts to spin <laughs> as it's spinning three cars smash into it oh no and it 
it explodes. It actually like there. Are, I still have like little spots on my truck it from the other side, the highway. all the way across. Wow. Yeah, just hit it, and I'm I pull over, and of course you know like I I didn't pull right over. I actually went a little bit farther because I just saw three cars, you know, smack mm-hmm. into this thing, and um, so I I went enough that I would be out of the way of traffic. Uh, I get over to the side and I call up 911. I'm like, you know, hello, 911, what's your emergency? And I'm like, there's been an accident, three cars involved in a dreidel. <laughs> and they're like, it's silent on the other end of the phone. And I'm like, I'm, you know, and I tell them the description of where it is and I say, they hit a dreidel. And she goes, a what? And I'm like, a dreidel. And she says, I'm I'm sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> a what? And I say, a dreidel. You know, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I made you out of clay. But it's huge. It's really big. And uh, with that, the operator says, um, we'll have to send out a car. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay. And I, I tell her, you know, we're just before it, we're just northbound of the rest stop. Uh, just send one of the one of the highway guys out, and it it's right there. You cannot miss. Cannot miss what the just giant happened. exploded dreidel. You know, and the three cars. Right. Three cars. But of course, I'm alone. No friends with me. I wasn't on a phone. You know, because this was I had a little flip phone back then. Um, so. I got no pictures. I've got uh, no. I've got nothing. You have no evidence. I have no evidence. <laughs> and people look at me like, "You're making that up." That's just that doesn't make sense. Why would there be a dreidel on the road? Ladies and gentlemen, beware of exploding dreidels. Exactly. <laughs> Drive safely, folks. <laughs> All right, so we are we are at the end of the show. Uh, uh, Kate, you know what I got to do? I got to throw you a, a Harley Quinn. Because okay, Kayla has to get at least one. Yes. Every session. Yes. Okay. So, so yes. we go to the board and we we talked a lot and didn't probably give as many as we should have. Oh yeah. Because we were kind of involved in talking, but okay. yeah. oh. So wow. uh, so Kayla, you you have one geek point. I have five. Mm-hmm. Nice. And 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 Ducky, you have seven. So you you okay. are the geekiest this week. So, um, as is our tradition, uh, you are first to. Plug anything that you would like, uh, share whatever socials you'd want to be followed on, whatever, whatever. And then afterwards, I'll just get the links from you to put in the show notes. So Okay. Uh, well, um, yeah, uh, anybody who wants to follow me, um, I'm a little political because, uh, you know, tis the season. Um, but if you want, um, you can find me pretty much under all media under Sir Drakey, uh, which is uh, S I R. I forgot how to spell Drakey. We'll have it in the show. S-I-R, Drakey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on Twitter and all that kind of good stuff. All right. A- anything else you need to plug? or? Uh, no, I-, I I don't have anything going right now. I mean, like I said, I'm uh, working on getting a 3D printer, but that's not uh, a thing yet. 
Right. I mean, unless people want to drop some money on my hat, that'd be great. <laughs> right, right. I would mind that. <laughs> For all of your, your wonderful wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> and Kayla, where can they find you online? Uh, they can find me at uh, on Twitter at Hawk underscore Kayla. Um, say hi to Joe first because he's gonna want, gonna be the one to tell me that you posted something. Um, and you can find me uh, at my shop sites at Secondhand Goddess just about everywhere. Um, and of course you can find me playing Jade on Not Safe for Wizards. It comes out every Friday. Uh, and make sure I didn't screw that up. Um, and uh, if you are in the South Florida area and you want to come say hi, you can come into the shop at 4148 DV Road. Uh, our little thrift shop slash vintage store slash uh, local artist gallery is is a hoot. And uh, we're doing some improvements. So things are going to get real interesting for the next couple of weeks. So come on by and say hi. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on uh, Twitter at Demorgus. You can find everything about the show on all the socials at The Geekiest Pod. Uh, you can also find me as the DM of the Not Safe for Wizards podcast, which does drop every Friday. Um, trying to think is there anything else to to plug for me oh uh, keep an eye out on the evolving DM um, I'll be announcing some upcoming uh, one shots campaigns uh, fight night uh, intro to D&D sessions and uh, maybe even in the new year a DM's academy which I'm very excited about Yes. So uh, keep an eye on that uh, that social media. Um, it's the evolving DM. Uh, so thank you for listening this week, and we'll be talking to you next week. Bye. Hey there, listener. Before we get out of here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, two little favors. One, if you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great, but hey, we're leaving that up to you. And second would be Share the podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture. Uh, that would definitely help us. Thanks for listening. The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.